everyone, welcome to So Fast, So Furious, the ultimate Fast and Furious podcast. Dominic Toretto lives his life a quarter mile at a time, so we are watching the entire Fast and Furious franchise a quarter hour at a time. I'm your co-host, Zach Bassetta. I'm Vito Lacapone. Vroom, vroom, bitches. It's Anthony Raybench. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Thanks for joining us. It's good to see you guys again. Uh, I guess we're wrapping seven up today. We, we yeah, that, that came fast. Yeah, yeah, that came really fast. Um, Did I it? Mean, well, I mean, I mean, we've been on this movie for a while, guys. When true. did we start it? Has it been the fucking year? It was like 2020, probably. Oh, lord, how funny, how funny uh, and sad. But hey, we're committed to finishing uh, this, so here we are. Um, Let's see. So where we left off, uh, this the the finale of the the movie. Really, uh, Dom and uh, Deckard are on the parking garage. The evil terrorists are in the helicopter, kind of watching the the parking garage collapse. Dom is driving for his life in his muscle car, his co-star of the film. And uh, I mean, it's really coming down the parking garage. And uh, Brian and Roman and Tej, this is all set up. This is all exposition for the last 15 minutes. Right. Uh, Brian, Tej, and Roman, they show up in the SUV to watch. Um, so now at this point, I think where Anthony's head likely exploded, uh, Dom takes <laughs> advantage of a conveniently placed ramp where the concrete has collapsed basically into a ramp shape. And he uses a NOS boost to accelerate up this makeshift ramp toward the bad guy helicopter and and at the same time has the bagger of grenades from Deckard's car. Well, there there is something else that's very interesting here is that conveniently enough, the parking garage is collapsing behind him. Yes. As he goes, as it happens in movies, it always collapses just behind you. But then suddenly there's a a, a section that's crashed in front of them. It doesn't make any sense. But the destruction of the parking garage is illogical at best. That's <laughs> it true. makes zero sense. Yeah, because hypothetically, it would collapse all at once. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, it, and not only that, but I was confused. Like, what exactly? Like, what was being destroyed and what wasn't? We'll get to it. But it was just. It was. It was strange. everything. Everything is being destroyed. And we also have. Uh, Chekhov's bag of grenades right <laughs> that were brought up uh, as a segment ago I guess if you have a bag of grenades in the first act you have to use it in the third it was I don't know what accent that was but what's that bag of grenades were in Deckard's car correct that's where I believe so I don't know I I can't remember we've gotten worse and worse at uh you know retracing our steps here but yeah that's okay. I mean, this is the thing about watching the movies 15 minutes at a time over, like, long periods. Hey, tried not watching them. <laughs> We're all busy people. We're all busy. All of us. That's right. That's right. But but uh, like I said, we'll finish this come hell or high water. Um, Dom's car, the muscle car, scrapes against the helicopter on its way past it as it's launched through the air. And it seems as though the car lands on a different parking garage that's also being destroyed, like across the street. Or it somehow did like a 360 in the air. That's where I got confused because it launched from a parking garage to another parking garage. 
And it's kind of weird too, because if you look at it, it's all in super slow motion and yet it's very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I think it's because they rushed the ending, to be honest. That's what I was going to say. I mean, like yeah. we've mentioned it before, but yeah, this is probably cobbled together from what they wanted to do. Yes, right. I'm I, sorry. I, I, I can't go on without talking about this. Like I, I watched the clip like right before we recorded. That's why I was a little late. Um, and I watched it on YouTube and the image for the Fast and the Furious on uh, YouTube literally has michelle rodriguez doing the rocks eyebrow the people's eyebrow hmm, it's that's awesome the funniest fucking thing like i and it's so distracting uh sorry yeah anyways um i i so i watched this clip and i i couldn't remember what was happening before and i couldn't really <laughs> follow what was happening like skipping ahead just a little bit like i didn't even see them like catch uh shaw like when he showed up like in prison, I was just like, when the fuck did that happen? Oh, right. No, just as I was going over everything, I was kind of like, yeah, where did Shaw go? Yeah. I was the last place we saw him. I can't even remember. This yeah. is like the, that, that Simpsons episode where they try to get rid of Homer and they're like, then Poochie went into, you know, and they just pulled the, uh, the thing out of it. It's like, they just ended. So Shaw went it back was to like, his own planet. You're saying. Yeah. It's two yeah, and yeah. a half <laughs> hours of like set up for them to go. By the way, it's all over. Shaw's in jail. Bye. Yeah. Don't yeah, no, like I so in the you know infamously everybody that listens to the podcast long term knows that I saw the eighth movie uh, in theaters. So like when you know like that movie starts, obviously Deckard is like in you know like a prison cell. So I was thinking maybe they caught him like what was that incarcerated? Yeah, well, good. Uh, he's in hey, auto he's hey. in auto rated I totally did it on purpose <laughs> um no like i thought maybe they caught him in between movies so like that little tag on that happens later that i'm sure we're going to talk about like i was just like wait when did they like you would think they would have like a scene yeah. where like they're leading him away in cuffs or you know like he's you know being surrounded by people with guns i don't know like it was just weird some sort of reference to it at all yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. I'm not sure where that happened either. Um, Poochie went back to his home planet. That's all you need to know. Need to know. Um, so yeah, Dom's muscle car lands safely in a you know destroyed parking garage. God knows how. And Letty is screaming for Dom, who I, I say safely, but it does seem like he's crashed to his death. I mean, um, it was pretty bad. Brian, Tej, and Roman run to Dom as Moe's, the terrorist guy, watches from the helicopter until he notices the bag of grenades hanging on it. Whoa. How the hell did he manage to do that exactly. yes, with, with the scrape? You know what I mean? Like, you see him scrape like, it. You don't see a little CGI arm come out or anything. No, no. It's got to be a surprise. Yeah. We don't By the way, this, this ending is like a mishmash of, like, three different movies. There's uh, I apologize, by the way, if I have a slight lisp, guys, I got some dental work done a couple of weeks ago and I'm still kind of recuperating. So but um, it's Die Hard 4 when he uh, when he jumps the car in the helicopter mm-hmm. and then the original screenplay the only thing for, anyone remembers from that movie. Yeah, the original screenplay for uh, for Batman had Batman uh, when the helicopter shows up at the end, he throws out his utility belt 
they pull it up and it's bombs and it explodes. So I couldn't help but think that that was cribbed from that for some reason, but, or that's, that's at least what it reminded me of. I mean, it's just one of those like completely ridiculous, but just, I guess, quote unquote, plausible enough to get, because I mean, like it's completely ridiculous, but I mean, I understand what he did, I guess. He clipped it yeah. on the helicopter. Right. And if he can jump a chasm like Tarzan yes. with a car, yes. he can, you know, try to crash. Well, he was trying to crash, but they moved. And then he had enough time to actually. Not only that, but he kind of twisted in the air as well. Yeah. So, like the driver's side window is right under the helicopter. What a genius. So, what a genius. I know. He's good. That Dom. Uh, Hobbs also sees the bag of grenades and starts shooting at it until it explodes, which I thought was an interesting way to have Dom and Hobbs work together without actually being on the same set. What's, <laughs> what's also been... hilarious is if his bullets can reach the bag of grenades, why couldn't he just shoot the guys in the airplane? I mean, a helicopter. Oh, that's a you gotta make I mean? it look good. Yeah, exactly. Looks way cooler. It's gotta be cinematic. And like you and... said, oh, sorry, go on, Anthony. Well, I, I was going to say, like, the shot of, like, you know, him, like, holding the gun, like, kind of pointing it at the camera and firing did look pretty cool, but it also looked so, like, green screened. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't, but it just, it looked like, again, you would assume that there would be a lot of things that had to be changed in the final act of the film just because of the Paul Walker situation. And it feels rushed. It feels disjointed. It feels poorly edited. Um, but I will say this. I always like a hero shot of a dude like pointing the gun at the uh, the screen and, and firing. And The Rock made it work in this situation. And like you've said before, uh, Vito, like the bad guy needs to sort of see that he's been beaten, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so much more satisfying. Because yeah. he sees the grenades and then yeah. screwed at that point. Yeah. Because Hobbs is an expert marksman. Um, Hobbs runs over to Dom's crashed vehicle and starts pulling full slabs of concrete <laughs> off of the car. Uh, to be to be fair, he does actually look like there's effort involved. He's going, Ugh! he doesn't just throw it without it, you know, having like any styrofoam. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they should have moved that stuff. They should probably left Dom alone until medics got there. Oh yeah. Well, Brian joins them as they pull the door off and then drag Dom out of the car with no concern for any possible neck injuries. Yeah. <laughs> I there mean, ain't no is... injuries in the in the fast universe. Come on. That's right. I was gonna say that's the first thing you learn. Like you know, you don't move anyone that's been in a accident or whatever unless they're dom we should uh we should do a clip of of them pulling him out having the neck sound with, with like the, the broken celery sticks yeah over the uh <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have moved him letty asks if he's breathing and brian gives her instructions as he starts to administer terrible cpr to dom screams well, to fair, at her she also yeah. doesn't do what he's asking for some inexplicable reason like and gets super abrasive about it like yeah. super mean like she's, she's just like, like shut up yeah apparently in this ride or die situation she's died 
Mm-hmm. Well, Letty makes Brian stop because apparently Dom and Letty's love is more healing than CPR. Although by the way Brian is doing it, he may be right. Either that or like back going back several movies, like our, our uh, theory is correct that like Dom and Letty are trying to actively kill each other. <laughs> like, yeah. I think this actually supports our theory of Dom trying vehemently to get rid of Letty. Yeah, yeah. It's like let's <laughs> die, woman. To die to, to be rid of her yes. at this point. Well, Letty is, is holding a, a dying Dom in her arms and tells him that her memories all came back to her like a flood. She remembers their wedding and telling Dom that if he dies, she dies. Did we see the wedding? Was this was like a retcon? I was just pre- about to say that. That was a retcon. I'm pretty sure it's a retcon, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can assume that it happened, I guess, off camera. But yeah, until this point, we didn't know that they had been married, right? It was unnecessary, man. Like I, yeah, it, it just felt oh, like the scene really... was so silly. Yeah, come on, it you guys. Goofy. It's the power and of also, love. I love the fact that like Dom got into this terrible accident, and has been beaten up like the entire movie, and he just has one like uh, strawberry bit. jelly strand of blood <laughs> that yeah, has yeah. like no like wound, like like point of origin. It's just like a strand. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's it like Thanos. Like all of that effort for a drop of blood. Yeah, I got a little color, dude. <laughs> I mean, look, there's no wound, so it was probably someone else's blood that just kind of stuck. Well, I mean, it's let's face Dom it: if you had been through a, a ramp crash, a fl- uh, your your you know car flying 55 feet into the air, hitting a helicopter, flipping and landing, you probably wouldn't look presentable. You'd look like jelly. You know, right. but he survived because he's got a really yeah, thick he looks skull. Like he's ready to take, you know, family pictures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anybody scene... got a camera? <laughs> I'm ready for my close up. <laughs> um, the, the scene of them getting married. So I didn't really write down like the details and stuff, but like, so they're there. I, I guess they're in the Dominican Republic. This is presumably around um, Fast and Furious 4. And so they don't have a ring. So they get married with Dom's fucking cross necklace. Will this do? (laughs) No. He puts it on her neck. And then the priest is like, no, we're going to use this symbol of your love and wrap it around your hands. With this necklace, I be wed. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Were we going to say, Anthony? No, no, I wasn't going to say. Oh, I thought I cut you off. Yeah, I just thought it was like, ah, this is such a soap opera. Uh, but she's she's there uh, cradling Dom and says she remembers it all. And Dom just goes, hey, it's about time. <laughs> because he cannot be hurt physically or mentally. Well, he let's not forget he was dead. I mean, it looked and to the now, world. And now he's back. <laughs> it was so like not even, oh, it's about time. It's like, hey, it's yeah. about time. I'm still here. Fresh as a daisy. Um, everyone is relieved except for Hobbs, who's ready to take over the franchise at this point. And Letty asks Dom why she didn't tell her they were, why he didn't tell her they were married when she had amnesia. And his response is because you can't tell someone they love you. But in reality, it was probably because he was a free man. He was off the hook. (laughs) That's that's the moment. He came back. He was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I she fucking you remembered. 
ever yeah. since she came back every morning he just comes over with like a small hammer and just kind of hits her on the head like don't <laughs> remember don't remember don't remember <laughs> what if what if he was dead he went up the the tunnel of light he was in heaven and he was just like please god let me stay and he hears i remember we're married and echo and god's like it's time for you to go back and he's like no <laughs> he grabs god's robe and pulls him halfway down ah! <laughs> the world needs you dumb because because uh you know you can't tell somebody you love them and then under his breath he's just like cursing the universe which i i think is kind of a cool sounding line and everything but it also doesn't really make sense i mean I don't know. You're not, I don't know. You're not saying, well, Hey, we love each other. We got married. How, how weird would it be though, for him to tell her you love me? Remember like <laughs> yeah. what, a, what a great way to turn a woman off. Exactly. No, no, that makes sense. But say, Oh, well I said, yeah. But like to say, Hey, yeah. we got married. It's just a factual statement. It's not I don't know. right. Right. Anyways, it's the world of fast and furious. <clears throat> He's a feminist. Let him go. That's right. He doesn't want to uh, force her to know she loves him. She has to earn it. He's a friend of all woodland creatures. That's right. Uh, the camera pulls away as the ambulances arrive and we're taken to a CIA detention black site facility. But by the way, awful. it's two ambulances. There's no yeah. cops. That's a good no point. Feds, nobody, a good point. Like, like it's like, how did they know where to go after all of that destruction? You know, where they like, it's finally settled. We'll go to the end point. Like, well, it sounds like they sent just enough people for like, oh, there's a, been an accident on the 405, you know, sent to try. Like, this is a collapsed parking structure. On 39th Street, 35th Street, 21st yeah. Street. Uh, just ride around till we tell you to stop. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it should have been more. Um, well, we're in the, the detention black site facility where Deckard Shaw is in chains, one of those orange jumpsuits. Being escorted by Hobbs and armed guards, they walk down a long high, a long hallway lined with guns. And Deckard asks Hobbs if he has enough backup. Hobbs says they're actually here to keep Hobbs from killing Deckard's ass, which is a very like silly ass line. Didn't you love right. how, as they're walking and the guns are tracking, you can hear some of them going, <laughs> and you're like, why are they arming them now? Like, I get that they need to be ready, but it's not like he's going anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I get that he's like a high risk, whatever, but like. He took out a hospital. Single handedly. Single handedly. So they. Uh, yeah, so he is a high risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess. Burying him uh, deep. It was yeah, a children's that... hospital. Countless children died. <laughs> Are you Jesus? No, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> I'm the Grim Reaper. You're going to go meet Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Um,. But yeah, just the the it's here to keep me from killing your ass. It seemed like a line the Rock wanted in there. Well, um, yeah, that okay. That that was the silly ass line. And then later on, there's another line that the Rock says where I completely believed it because it was not humorous. It wasn't like jokey, and also like I think we talked about this last episode. Like, there's kind of this really fine line of like a like a catchphrase, like a button point, like from like the eighties, like in the traditional, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, where it's like, there's a little cheese, just a little bit, but ultimately it's badass. Mm -hmm. And the rock 
has a really bad track record of not finding that balance to where it's he just cheese. far into the Which cheese. Is, it's yeah. ironic because if you've seen Black Adam, they make fun of that. Yeah. And and he's like the perpetuator of it and has yeah. been his entire fucking film career. Um, so, yeah. Nothing this... he says is as bad as eat my hammer from Thor, uh, whatever the fuck the last Thor was. Remember that? How Jane couldn't come up with her catchphrase? She finally settled on Eat My Hammer. Great writing there, Marvel. I, I don't remember that movie. I don't want to remember that movie. That that movie was absolutely garbage. Eat, um, eat My Hammer. Eat My that, Hammer. I, I don't remember it, man. I'm repressing it. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm sure it sorry, happened. Anthony, I didn't mean no, to cut you off. No, no. It's just I, I, I want to highlight that, like, you know, the, the whole, like, you know, oh, they're preventing me from kicking your ass or whatever the fuck was really cheesy and not working and bad. But I think well, The Rock does kind of in this movie on a, a high note for me, at least. It's it's weird if you think about, especially after like the last couple of years, how the world is, has totally changed. You look back at all those characters in the 80s and you're like, these cops would blow up an entire city block and still have their jobs. Like in real life, they'd be like, you know what I mean? It's like, how the hell did you do that? We're putting you on a high-profile case. And it's like, what? In real life, like, if if you said that, even if it was in front of all those cops, that's admissible in court. Like, you could get sued. Why, They'd be like, he said he was going to murder me. You know, it's like, you can't do that as an officer of the law. Yeah, know? so you put it in a film where you can yeah. do it. You just do the murder and then get in trouble later. Exactly. You ask right. forgiveness instead of permission. Right. Uh, they finally reach a cell, which Deckard enters. He tells Hobbs that none of this will keep him. Hobbs laughs and says that once Deckard digs through 38 feet of concrete and steel, his fist and a body bag will be waiting for him on the other side. So that worked for me. Get digging, boy. That like, worked for me. I don't know why. I, I, I because it thought... makes sense. The line about the guns yeah. are there to stop him doesn't make sense. And it like, also, it's yeah. like hyper machismo. It's just like, okay, mm -hmm. dude, like, we get it. You're badass. Well, like, it's funny. No, go on. I, I, I was going to say, like, the, the line about the concrete, like, I don't know, like, the way, maybe it was his delivery. His delivery was kind of almost monotone, where it's just like, mm -hmm. this is a serious deal. Um, It, it just worked. It, it worked. Like, I remember, like, kind of, like, letting it kind of digest in my head after I watched that, and I was just like, that shouldn't have worked, but it did. So I think The Rock does have that in him, but he's so obsessed with like that, you know, 90s, like late 90s nostalgia of like the the Attitude Era where like, you know, he was just spewing catchphrases. And like he also wants to be the guy that makes you laugh. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that to me, that's my theory. And I think that comes from the, the, the Attitude Era because like that he was really good at it. Yep. But it doesn't then translate to film, and it never fucking has. Um, and There's only a couple of people who can get away with that. You know, Schwarzenegger had like a... Say what you will about his acting. He knew his audience, and he knew how to manipulate the camera. He was really good at coming up with those, those little one-liners, and it worked for some reason. But for The Rock, he just comes off as being very, very that, hackneyed. The Schwarzenegger had good writers. I mean, I don't think that The, the Rock's writer is a good writer. I, and I, I want to add a, a little kind of a, a little bit of extra 
to that. Um, I think it was a combination of having good writers and Arnold Schwarzenegger, at least for like the first like few iconic roles, not being aware. So like he was delivering it with no sense of like irony and no sense of like humor. Like it was just like, this is a line and I'm reading it later well, on when he was that. I was going to say it works specifically well for the Terminator. Yeah. I totally worked later on when he, you know, kind of got, I guess, like for lack of a better term, like memeified, like where like there was like a, a self-awareness to it. Like, I think he embraced that self-awareness and tried doing it. And that's where a lot of like his one liners don't really work. Like as much as I love true lies, like there's a self-awareness to like, like a lot of the things that he's saying where it's just like he's in on the joke now and i think like you know, earlier that wasn't there and i think it worked a lot better that is something that i've noticed about spoof movies if you watch like airplane and all those movies they were played dead serious yeah which is they were hilarious but then and the naked like, gun movies too yeah and you watch like the later ones like meet the spartans and things like that the people say the joke but then they look at the camera like get it yeah. that was a pun and that's why it's not funny because it's not played seriously it's played for laughs and when you when you're in on the joke it's not as funny right mm -hmm. so i don't know i mean i i can't stop and think that 38 feet of i mean andy dufresne was able to climb out of that right in 20 years so i'm sure deckard shaw can get a little rock hammer at a picture of Jane Russell and uh, get himself out. He'll, he'll be out, you know, and it's like deck at Shaw crawls well, through 38 feet of concrete. I'm in the wall today. Oh, mate. You guys probably have more of a recollection of this than I do, but like, it doesn't like in the next movie, like he, he's just kind of let go. Like they're just like we we'll need you to do out. something we'll for us. There was there was no evidence. There was absolutely point, zero evidence. My my point is they're setting him up to be like the escape artist. Like he's going to escape. Like no prison can hold him. And then in the next movie, they just fucking let him go. Well, well, well I mean, <laughs> find out that is we'll it's an escape, right? That's right. Bill counts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then we go to the the very well sad ending really and we go to a gorgeous beach where dom brian and the crew are relaxing roman is saying something to tej who tells him to shut up so they can watch brian play with his son which seems weird yeah it was the audio hollywood the like they obviously have the song that i'm sure we're going to talk about playing like during this but like the audio is really muted and weird and like it felt like they were trying to do like a dreamlike quality to it um yeah you know like where like it, it's just kind of like encapsulating a moment um you, but like you, it, you're right because look at their clothes and yeah all of their clothes are like heavenly looking and white you know they yeah. have like very pastel muted colors and yeah interesting yeah but the way that they they mixed the audio where like you could barely hear it i was just like why like just cut out the audio well, entirely you, did you say you watched this on youtube yeah that might have been why because of copyright reasons they may have no, 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 no. Like, I own the movie. Oh, um, oh, well, then what do you mean YouTube? Like, YouTube has a library of, like, my movies. Oh. Yeah. Well, because I, well, no, anyway. <laughs> Just, it doesn't matter. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this stuff, like, legally. 
I'm, I'm not pirating and I'm not watching it in clips. <laughs> well, I am watching it in clips, but actually from the full movie. Yeah. Um, okay, I didn't but, notice it. I didn't notice the audio. I'm not saying it was. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any issues with the audio either there. So it might have been the stream. Just Wait, like now your audio, audio is gone. You're super low. Well, I can hear you, but you're super low. That is almost like hello, a really hello? bad yeah, you're okay. back, you're back. That was weird because you were just talking about audio quality and I thought you were fucking with us. Yeah, like no. you're doing <laughs> That'd be funny and if I was so. Fucking hell. How about that? That better? Yeah. It's like being in the shower. It's like yeah, a little too cold, a little too hot. Um yeah. I'm leaving all this in there. I'm way too lazy to edit it out. <laughs> Stan. No, it sounds good now. Yeah. Uh, but that that is an interesting theory about them being. I mean, obviously they are not all in heaven, but uh, they're watching, you know, little baby Jack and Brian and Mia be a family and stuff on the beach. Roman, Letty, and Dom all agree that Brian belongs at home. Roman says things are going to be different now, which is at the point in my mind where the movies start to treat Brian the character like he's dead even though he's narratively still alive. Like the way that the characters think and talk about Brian suddenly becomes like they're thinking and talking about Paul Walker. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it does. Um, I, so again, I've seen the next two movies. Um, I remember them referencing Brian and it being super clunky, almost like you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you don't have to, like we, 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 gave that character like a logical like send off and we Even don't have then, to bring him up they're, they're sitting there watching him and like holding back tears like they're never gonna fucking see him again yeah like, it doesn't make sense in the universe yeah it, it doesn't make sense in the universe like exactly. I, I think honestly the best course of action for the series like moving forward is to just not reference the character like it's unfortunate because i mean you could argue dom but at the end of the day brian really is the main character of the series and you can't like this is his send-off you can't really give him one you know and this and look like we're gonna go into it more but like this was a great send-off and sure, every nice. time every time they bring him up like in the future like i'm gonna pay really close attention because it's been a while since i've seen the two movies have come out since but like i'm gonna pay really close attention because i don't i i think it's almost like i don't know like i wanted to say like a tease like you know like hey like this character is you know still out there but we don't need it and also it's promising something that they're not going to be able to successfully and like well, they're not going to be able to pay off sure was that as i think there's ways they can even reference Brian without like just in better ways. They just could have done it. And again, I don't really remember either, but I do, I know what you mean. Like it did feel kind of like they, they do talk about him in the other movies, but it, it feels hollow because like you said, yeah. Anthony, you know, he can't come back and like, like, well, that's a future thing, but there's that moment at the end of one of the movies and where he shows up and you're like, but we're not going to see him. So what's the point? Like, Honestly, they could have just killed the character and it would have made more sense. That's what but, I think makes more sense, yeah. but I don't know. I feel yeah. like there would have been like a pushback at the time. 
like, oh, it's insensitive somehow, or I don't know. But it would have made more sense to me from a narrative standpoint. And then you can keep going. You, you can even use it as a motivation in a way for Dom and the rest of the crew somehow. I don't know. Maybe right. that's Yeah, insensitive. no, absolutely. I, I, I don't think that's insensitive. I, I think there's ways to do it. Like, okay, if we were like in the writer's room and we just found out that our actor had, had passed away, like, I, I think that, you know, like, we most ironically possible. Yeah, no, that's, it's a whole other conversation. But like, I, I feel like there would be kind of like two choices. All right, like we have this character live on, but you know, like we have to really be careful about how we reference him in the future because we don't want to get the audience expectation up that we're yeah. yeah and also like i mean look like i i think honestly if they brought him if they brought the character of brian back in some way whether it be with cody or cg or whatever like that would make me super uncomfortable like It'd be a little cringy it, it would be cringy it would be it also what like mean, are they doing this to serve the story or are they doing this to drum up like media attention and like you know, no there's no longer talking. a story to serve in my opinion yeah that's, so that's true just making movies true yeah but let me ask you this well finish your thought i'm sorry well i was gonna say or on the other hand are we going to give this character like a definitive send-off like are we going to you know kill them which yes it would mirror real life because that actor did die but we could do it in a way where it's like, look, we're not going to have him wreck in a car. We're going to have him, you know, like succumb to an injury or like we're going to have him, you know, Take save the day. To, yes. He takes a bullet saving X character, whoever the fuck. Right? Yeah. yeah well, and then Dom shows up and says, I bet he didn't miss that bullet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> nice. Um, He'll never miss it again. But. I, I feel like this is really kind of messed up for me to even feel this, but like, you know, we've, we've all lived in the LA area for too long. We're all cynical assholes and, and just really like I kind of negative people. <laughs> um, I, I, fuck you. I, yeah, well, <laughs> see, told you. I'm not um, negative. Wait a minute. We're all pretty fucking negative, but like it, it also kind of um, like that, that cynicism kind of leads to like, if we were to give that character like a, a death, you know, like people would complain about that shit too. It wouldn't work for the people like, you know, they'd see someone would be upset regardless. Yeah. You're going to make somebody but it honestly is, it in is this a case pretty perfect ending though and honestly like i still feel they should have just ended the series at this point like it's a perfect ending for the series they should yeah. have just stopped and they were like nope we're gonna make four more don't disagree yeah. no I, I i just i feel like you know the writers had two choices after paul walker passed away and i i feel like this is the best one but also the one that like comes with a lot of responsibility not to keep referencing the character not to keep kind of teasing the audience that there's a way that he could come back because there's not it's not going to please anybody if they bring back the character well i don't think they have to imply that he's going to be involved somehow but like if you have like a scene with dom comes back oh i just got off the phone with brian blah 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 move on with the rest of the scene just like little shit like that I they do that they do that but no, it, i know it, it does beggar the question 
not to jump forward to the ninth movie, but like the ninth movie heavily features Mia. Why wouldn't Brian as her husband and lover like be with her to protect her? You know what I mean? Because he's watching the kids, you know, that's the explanation there's, they gave. They can fucking find a yeah, babysitter. Ton, there are tons of characters in that universe that could watch the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I know want to be there. The Dominican Republicans that we never saw since the fifth movie again. Right. Whatever their names were. Right. I forgot. I, I mean, stuff. somebody's watching Dom and Letty's kid, right? Dom and Letty. No, but I mean, when they're on the adventure, the kid's not. Well, one. they don't have one yet. So they are still free to roam. They're still on a double income, no kid mentality here. Reading the future. You see what I'm saying? But anyway, like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I will still, I'll go to my grave unless the 10th movie blows my mind. I'll, I'll go to my grave with my head cannon. Anthony, too fast didn't happen for you. For me, eight, nine, and potentially ten. And Hobbs and Shaw do not exist. What was that? Vito, that was the weirdest fart I've ever heard. I didn't fart. Oh, that's that. You know what that is? My roommate is outside putting his tools in his car. He's a. It sounded like a pneumatic tool. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Like, sorry. Okay. No worries. I wasn't sure if you guys could hear that. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of this film i think we all did uh, i deflated faster than the screenplay for this movie no um i don't know i i got emotional when i saw this in the theater i was crying my eyes out everybody around me was crying their eyes out um i still got a little emotional watching it now it wasn't like it was before well, that music but, is I mean, designed i think to get you going dude and they also though when oh, yeah. you look at like brian's face he has like tears in his eyes Little like CG they animated tears. CG tears in there, and it's like, oh, really... he looks. I mean, it's unavoidable, I guess, given the circumstances. But he just has this almost uncanny valley almost look about it. Like it's not even that. It's just like it's just almost there, right? It's like ninety five percent. There's just something slightly. If it's the smile, maybe I don't know. But anyway, yeah. well, let me. We're, we're. I'm jumping slightly ahead. Dom gets up to leave, and Ramsey asks if he's going to say goodbye. Dom says, it's never goodbye. Then some sad music starts as Dom leaves the beach and starts driving down the road. He comes to a stop sign, and he's sitting there, all sad for no reason that is apparent within the film. He's just so sad that his friend Brian's going to settle down and not take part in his high-stakes international heists and espionage. He sits there when Brian I'm pulls I'm going to miss the bullets, too. I'm going to miss my buddy's bullets. Uh, he's sitting there when Brian pulls up beside him and asks if he thought he could leave without saying goodbye. And Brian gives him a CGI smile. I guess this part is where Cody is playing him. Why did you have to point out he gave him a CGI smile? Come on, man. Because That's just what it it's obvious. Like. I, I thought it was reused footage, but, like, you know, obviously from, like, a different movie or – at least a different movie take been a better idea so they like kind of played with the lighting and the lighting just looked really inorganic and weird like i thought that's what it was i i could be wrong i don't know like i it did look off it did look kind of uncanny valley like he was talking to dom from the grave what it felt like well that i was gonna say though in a weird way doesn't it feel like metaphorically speaking maybe brian did die but like i don't know it's it's if you, you know look what? at it like you have those like film theories where they're like brian really did die at the end of the movie 
but they they're acting like he didn't kind of thing it's like it's shot very heaven like there's like gauze over the filter you know like like it looks like everything's kind of got like a white you know filter to it it's very dreamlike i i think in reality brian died and this is their this is their little like mental fantasy at the end of the movie have those references later i think that would have been the the perfect thing to do Vito, is what you're saying like have it ambiguous but then also obvious that that's what happened right i mean like say we know viewers and the and everything that that's what happened this may be the end scene of seven was kind of in the other characters heads in a way but that is the the send-off to this character and we're moving on without it. It cuts, it cuts I, to a shot of Haley Joel Osment going, I see dead people. They don't know they're dead. And Vin Diesel going, oh, no. You know, <laughs> they're walking I, around uh, talking to people. Sorry. sorry I had to adjust my headset. Um, I I don't want to bash like the the fandom for these films. Um, but like, do you, you think say? that... Do you think that the audience for the Fast and the Furious franchise could really handle ambiguity? <laughs> like, no, exactly. Sure. Well, I'm just saying, if you wanted to make it like a Jacob's Ladder scenario, this would be the time to do it. I, I don't think fans of the franchise have even heard of Jacob's Ladder. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Subtlety? Like... What is subtlety? <laughs> That's subtlety. I don't like exactly. that B in there. Subtlety? well dom's inner monologue says that he used to say he lives his life a quarter mile at a time and that's why he and brian were brothers they continue driving next to each other and we get an overhead shot as they part ways down the two different roads and heartstrings are pulled yeah did you cry anthony i did not cry i were you were you touched emotionally uh, I was kind of <laughs> like, uh, look, you I, I, an emotion. You were like the Native American at the end of that old commercial where he's looking at all the uh, trash on the ground. The little shoots down your. It went into your. It, you you couldn't tell you were crying because the tear went into your beard. I that's, think I, I don't even know what that means, but that sounds like an emo song. Tears in the beard. But the tear went into my beard. Yeah. Um I okay. So I think like I was expecting more. I I, the I had heard the ending. the ending. The ending. I had heard, you know, from a lot of people that it was super emotional and, and super well done and everything like that. I think it was it was a little shorter than I expected. I thought it to be I thought it was gonna be a little bit more drawn out and a little bit longer. I did oh, love I was that so I'm glad it wasn't yeah well, I actually remembered it being longer than it actually was yeah maybe yeah, was weird I I don't know it just felt really short to me um this is the first time I'd seen it I'd heard about it and you know kind of had a familiarity with it mm-hmm. but it just seemed really short I did like that they used uh old footage from the other movies except for two that was which cool that was cool. I, I yeah, no, that worked, except for, you know, they showed footage from the second Well, movie, and it was which... funny because, like, you're watching, it's like, wow, Fast and the first movie, like, looks really good. Like, looks like an actual fucking movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It, and also, like, it was just, it was the, the perfect amount to, like, kind of, it just really 
give people the feels like it it really worked um again like i i was kind of distracted because a lot of the shots paul walker specifically just looked off whether they be reused footage whether they be cgi like augmented with cody there that just looked off and again it's hard to kind of turn my brain off because i'm i'm like you know as a film fan i look for that stuff i i think it's fun um but when you have an emotional scene like that, like I think I was more kind of distracted by how it looked and like the things that kind of seemed off than I was like the actual content. And that's my bad. That's, that's on me. Yeah. I can't, um, I can't see James Wan being happy that you're watching the end of it going, and that's Cody. Yeah. Instead of crying. And that's Cody. I bet. <laughs> but like, like I, I, I it's just watch it. I, I think like especially the symbolism with you know like them kind of splitting off the road and seeing for the first time Paul Walker like winning the race or the character of Brian like if you notice like he's pulling out like farther than Dom so he finally got that over um, I'm telling you he's in heaven it's a he's driving to heaven and, yeah, and Dom's yeah. driving to I don't know wor- the world. I guess the next shitty the movie in the series <laughs> to the fatal <laughs> fucking furious into the into the Brianless desolate future. I'm I hope he are... was the soul of the series. So when he died, like the the rest of the movies just don't have soul anymore. It's like he was kind of the glue. I mean, like you know, you have like Dom, who's kind of the brutish kind of uh, we're gonna do this job but then like i don't know maybe it's because he was the original character but i do feel like he kind of somehow held the whole thing together in a way well i I think you have a cast of characters that are much larger than life and then you have brian who really isn't sure no that totally that may be it yeah he's an everyman in a way he he really is but every everybody wants someone to describe their uh their life as smaller than the life not not he, he had a larger than you you have a smaller than life uh yeah he life. had a life size horrible life. that's horrible <laughs> Perfect he lived his life size. so small no one noticed <laughs> sorry i'm just shitting on you today sorry but i i, I hope you guys are are down to get through the rest of the because i think in a way it'll be uh, fun you know be, because as much as we kind of enjoyed these previous ones it'll be fun to point out why these next ones are not as good i look i i have love for some of these movies but i have a ton of love for doing this show i love doing it so Perfect. let's let's go into the storm let's go into the fucking just god awful right? like areas together as a team about f gray gary gary gray whatever the fuck his name is it's it's a terrible film but it should make for a good podcast i think it's it's kind of sad too because f gary gray is one of those guys who's like some of his movies are amazing and then some of them you're like what the fuck is he thinking you know what i mean it's like antoine fuqua is pretty consistent with most of his movies but like f gary gray is like the negotiator yay be cool Then he did, I forgot there was another one. It's like, yay. Then he did Fast 8. It's like, when he does it for the paycheck, I think it shows. But I think, too, it's like, you know, you'd had Justin Lin and James Wan doing, and, and, you know, Chris Morgan is the writer and everything. Like, when you maintain, when you stick to the formula of what Fast and Furious is, it works. And I think when you change it, you got Gary Gray 
doing a slightly different thing. It just, it doesn't, maybe not even slightly. I mean, like it's fucking dumb. <laughs> so you have to, there's a fine balance. Spoilers. <laughs> and uh, nine is not bad or eight or whatever. Nine, what nine is eight. pretty bad. I, I, I was not a fan after seven, unfortunately. Well, we'll have to figure out some way to remain somewhat consistent. Maybe every other week we'll try for. We're working on it. We we all got busy lives. That's right. As long as our listeners keep subscribed, they'll get notified every time there's a new uh, upload. So Okay, so guys, F. Gary Gray made Straight Outta Compton, which I thought was one of the best movies of, uh, of uh, 2015. And now... Oh, hard agree. Yeah, and then and then right after that, he does Fate of the Furious and Men in Black International. So it's yeah. like you could tell that that Straight Outta Compton was like a love story. It was like a movie he loved making. You know what I mean? It's like you could just yeah. tell when he does it for the money. It's kind of sad because I do think he's a good director. I don't want to shit on the guy. You know what I mean? He when he's good, he's great. But well, I'm also blaming the director where a lot of my issues, I mean, are with the writing. I mean, there's a lot of like really dumb fucking dialogue in the next films that did. Did Chris Morgan write eight? I can't recall. He did. Uh, I think he did. Yeah. Nine. Nine was written by somebody else. I'm looking yeah, at it right several now. somebody else's. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, I mean, you know, in, in another with Hobbs and Shaw as well, it's like when you change the formula. And, and try to say it's within the this same series or franchise. Yeah, Chris Chris one. Morgan wrote eight, and then we'll see who wrote nine. But go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that was it. That was my whole thought. It's just you got there. You got to stick to the formula, even if it. I don't know. I mean, that's a whole conversation. Like, there's ways to change it and, and have it evolve and stuff. It doesn't have to remain stale. But there are certain elements that. I think if you were, if you fuck around with them too much, it's a shitty result. Yeah. Chris Morgan most definitively did not write nine. Wow. It's crazy because the original screenplay was by Alfredo Botello, whose only other credit was something called Hollywood adventures. That doesn't bode. So I have no idea how that guy got a fast movie, but I think it involves a blood pact and selling of a soul. Uh, and then somebody named Daniel Casey uh, also wrote it, who also only had one other credit. That's crazy. Wow. So they just gave the biggest somebody franchise in space. history to two guys who had no credits. So there's hope. We got hope, yeah. guys. We can do we got this. hope. Well, we got hope for some fun shows ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Zach, we do. <laughs> and with that we'll see you guys very soon bye exactly, I don't know but <laughs> bye everyone bye bye See you later, sailor.